All right, took us a minute to get this set up, but <laughs> we're rolling for episode 12. Uh, my name is Joey, here with my host, Mike. How's it going, Mike? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Tired. I had a 3.30 a.m. wake up for uh, a flight today, but other than that, I'm good. You just got back from some vacay, right? Yeah, uh. kind of a, a workcation, but uh, it was good. My only complaint was... I took Spirit for the first time in, like, several years on the flight back, <laughs> which, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like, I was so tired that I, you know, I, I fell asleep for most of the flight. Okay. But before the flight started, and even during the flight for, like, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, this person, like, one row back of me was watching videos on their phone without headphones, and they just had, <laughs> they just had the volume on. And, it, like, That's at first I disrespectful shit there is i know at first i was like okay this person is only going to do this until you know we the flight starts and then they'll stop surely they'll stop once the flight starts of course and then the flight starts and i still hear it i'm like oh my goodness so it wasn't a huge deal i ended up putting my headphones and just i couldn't hear it that much after but to give a little bit more context there's like there's like a 90 person plane and there's like i don't know 40 people so there's a ton of empty seats and they even said they're like yeah once we uh take off like you can just move around and like, we don't care that's nice and uh so my role was full the guy i was on the window seat the other guy in the aisle seat got up and left once the flight took off and then the girl in the middle stayed in the middle the whole time I was like, what? wait, she didn't like move over one. No, she didn't. I, I was like, I don't care. Like, you don't have to move to a different row, but like, you don't want to move over one, and we can both have some more space. Right. Yeah. Like, why was she hoping someone else would like come in and like sandwich her in? Or I, I don't know, man. It was it was really weird. And then yeah, the person that was watching the videos on their phone didn't move either. So I don't know. Just uh, I guess that's what happens when you take spirit. The person watching the video, <laughs> right? Yeah. The person watching videos on their phone what what videos were they dude one of, one of them was in like a foreign language like it was either in japanese or spanish like i said i couldn't really make it out because <laughs> i put something <laughs> i put in my headphones but I, I you know i would catch uh you know some a couple different dialects were going on during during these videos right maybe it was porn not quite just imagine <laughs> that like what would be what would be the funniest thing you're on an airplane and someone's just got their phone. It's a new phone, so the, the speaker's really loud. What would be like the funniest thing to hear? Where you're just like, oh, dude, this guy's looking for trouble. Or, ooh, this is funny. Like, what, what, what would make you chuckle a little bit? Like if someone were watching like a, a Trump presidency like <laughs> yeah. highlights reel. Right, <laughs> right. like the best like, of like Trump. Fo- yeah. yeah, Fox News does their you know best of Trump or whatever. Because right. then they, you know they're just looking to start something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What else would be along those lines? I mean, yeah, porn would be really bad. Mm-hmm. You, what, you got any, anything that comes off the top? Porn? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, like, if the dude just had, I don't know, Tucker Carlson just going at it. Oh, the, I, people, I've seen people do uh, – oh, fuck. I was on a flight last year. Oh, what was the guy – the guy in front of me, he, he was talking to his wife or whatever – I don't know. He had something on his phone, and then they just kept talking about – I don't know if it was election fraud or, like, like the most far right you can get. Like, yeah, I love that. And he was in, like, a leather jacket, and, like, uh, Sweet. They're, they're both tatted up. And I, I don't think it was the election fraud, but it was something along those lines where it was, like, 
either conspiracy theory or something. Right. I'm like, oh my. like okay, I get I get if you want to talk about this, but why why are you doing it at the airport as we're boarding the plane, like where everyone can hear you? <laughs> why are you doing it in public? There are certain conversations like, like maybe don't have in the middle of the grocery it's, store. It's like when you're looking, like he was looking for someone to come and, and like debate him on his his politics. <sighs> Don't you hate those? People? Oh, you know what it was, or, or part of it. He kept saying like, I caught a couple like, oh, the fucking like Chinese or like whatever it was. Like, <laughs> I, I, love I, it. I don't remember what race it was, but he said something like that. I'm like, dude, like, we're in an airport. Like, you're in public, man. Like, stop. Like, I'm. I don't want to. Like, I, we don't need to have a fight as right. we're boarding the plane. <laughs> right, and then your plane gets delayed and. Yeah. Because someone's having an art because two fucking idiots are having an argument about trade policy. Right. Well, yeah. The, yeah. This guy was, you could tell he was a, a big doofus. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be funny. I think Alex Jones, too. They're turning the frogs gay. Yeah. Um, that would be a bad one. <laughs> Bill Clinton sure. and uh, Bill Gates go to Epstein's secret island. And <laughs> that would be hilarious if some dude was just like, yes, and just having that plane on a plane. Uh, even something like Dave Chappelle. Like if he just had Chappelle's show going. I think that'd be hilarious because it's a funny show. And then just, I think, collaterally, whoever was watching that would expose people to Chappelle's show who's never been exposed to it before. Dude, Chappelle, Chappelle's show stands the test of time. Those right. episodes are still hilarious to this day. And I think there's something cool about being with someone and seeing someone discover that for the first time. Like, just imagine the first time you watch, like, Racial Draft. You're like, oh, my gosh, Dude, this the, is so funny. The first time I watched the Rick James skit, I was in tears laughing. <laughs> right. And after it was over, I, I, I watched it again. Like, I rewinded it. or rewound it. Yeah, rewinded it yeah. and watched it again. Those, yeah, I mean, there's certain things. I don't think there's any other show or movie where just time after time so consistently could make me out loud screaming laughing. Yeah, I think The Office is up there in terms of like stand, like even though it's only ten years old, like if you any episode you put on, it's still hilar- still hilarious. Yeah, no, there's, yeah, there's a lot of good episodes of The Office. When Steve Carell left, it got a little weird, but agreed. Uh, yeah, so I think it would be funny if someone on a plane <laughs> just had Chappelle's show going, especially his comedies definitely are rated. And so I know there'd be some people freaking out, not knowing what it is. Cause if you just like took clips of the Chappelle show and, and just like, if you only heard a 20 second clump, you'd be like, what is that? Oh and yeah. That and, it, and if you didn't, if you weren't the one, if you couldn't see the screen, you'd be like, what is going on? There? <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, so that would be funny. We watched the uh, at halftime of one of the football games this weekend. We put on a couple of YouTube clips, and one of them was the uh, World Championship of Dice from Chappelle's show. <laughs> Ashy Larry. Yeah, yeah. They uh, where they end up robbing Charlie Murphy ends up robbing like Bill Burr and the other guy in the booth that he's with. At <laughs> right. The end. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So many good, just consistent hits after hit. I can't wait. That's, that's that'd be so cool to like if I have a son one day. Be like, son, let me show you something. Don't tell mom. And it's Chappelle show. Like that, that'd be such a cool moment for the first time showing your son. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I know black people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to to show my kids like some of the stuff that I watch and like the, some of the video games I played growing up and even some of the music that I listened to. And actually, this is one of the things I'd written down here. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a great feeling or a really cool feeling is when you rediscover old music that you used to listen to. So like I was listening to, uh, I was listening to Shuffle and this song came on from like an old Sum Forty One album, or like way back in the day, and I was like, oh yeah, this is a good song. And I was like, 
I haven't listened to like that album in a while. So I put it on and I listened to it from like start to finish. And I was like, oh yeah, I actually remember I used to own this album. Like when I was a kid, like I got it for a gift one year because I, that's how much I liked it. Um, yeah, back then when you used to have to get CDs, but it was really cool. Like I listened to it from start to finish and I was like, oh yeah, like I remember I used to jam to this. Kids have it so easy now. If they like a song, they can just play it over and over and over and over. I think top 10 craziest things that like you'll tell your your grandkids where they're like, no way, dad, like we don't believe you. Is if when you tell them you ha- used to have to pay a dollar twenty nine or a dollar ninety nine cents to download a song so <laughs> you could song. listen to it per song, and like yeah, yeah, you had to pay a dollar a song, or I mean you could buy the album for thirteen bucks, but it's right, still but if you only a dollar a song, yeah, but if you liked like <laughs> if you only liked like six songs off an album, you had to make a decision. You're like, do I want to just do I want to spend six dollars to buy these songs, or do I want to spend you know twelve ninety nine to get the whole album? And, uh, yes, I, I know I made like the wrong decision before where I, I bought like six or seven songs. And then like a year later, I was like, oh, I kind of want kind of li- listen to the rest of the songs now. Right. Yeah. No, I get that. And then also having to like physically purchase a CD. And then the only way you could listen to that is you needed your stereo and you needed your or your CD player. Like there was a lot that needed to happen in order to listen to music. Now, I mean, just walking around with it. Hell, they don't even take out like the AirPods. They're always listening to something. Yeah. The from back in the day, I remember like one when you were a kid, like you, you didn't have money wasn't easy to come by. It's hard. Like, yeah. Right. You know, if you might have gotten you might have gotten money from mowing the lawn or like your neighbor's lawn mm-hmm. um, or an allowance for like five, ten bucks a week, whatever, when you're a kid or, you know, to do some chores or weeding, whatever. But you're not getting like your net worth is like a couple hundred dollars max. Like you don't like, have money. If that, like and I remember a point where I like saved up a hundred dollars and it took some time. Yeah, no, I, I did that too, for sure. So not even hundreds of dollars. Your net worth is like $40, depending on how young you are. Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Like my favorite band just released an album and now I have to use up a quarter of my net worth to purchase it. Or, you have to sacrifice Christmas gifts, getting Apple gift cards, oh, the, the iTunes gift iTunes cards. iTunes gift cards, yeah, I remember that. I rem- those were frequently given. Like, oh yeah, so they were twenty five bucks, and then you had to determine, like, all right, what songs do I want to make the cut? And then you buy a song. I remember buying songs just because they were popular and being like, oh, if everyone's listening to it, like, let me buy it so I can have it, and listen to it, and ex- see what it's like. And then I'm like, this sucks. I just wasted a song. I'd much rather be listening to Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. Oh, yeah. That's that's a classic. Yeah. I think that was the first song I bought on iTunes. Yeah. And then if you had the CD, you could put it into your computer, your desktop computer, mm-hmm. and download the, s- <coughs> excuse me, download the songs onto iTunes from there. Like, I remember in fifth grade, uh, Linkin Park, Minutes to Midnight came out. And I went, like, I asked my parents, like, I had the money or whatever. I asked my parents to drive me to the store so I could get it. And my, like my dad introduced me to Lincoln Parks. So he's like, yeah, like, of course. Yeah. So we got the CD, you know, downloaded it to my iPod nano. And then like the <laughs> next day I brought it in for my fifth grade teacher. Cause he was a Lincoln Park fan too. And like he downloaded it and then he, like he had the music too. And it's just crazy thinking back on how it used to be. Right. Yeah. I remember that like giving CDs to people and then, so they could download it and then put it on their iPod. And it, it, there was like this little black market. And I remember after a while, my dad got this, computer from a friend and he's like yeah i'm getting rid of a computer my dad's like oh i'll take it 
He's like, yeah, I got a shit ton of music on there. So my dad borrowed this dude's computer to take all his music before he got rid of it because he had like all these songs. And so we had this cool database of music in uh, my basement computer. And that was like a gold mine. And I think a lot of the music that I like today was influenced because like that was I could listen to that stuff on repeat. I could discover that stuff for free. Where other songs, I mean, you're, I don't know, 10, 12 years old. You have no money. You can't, right. you can't just, you can't, you couldn't just get songs. You couldn't just listen to songs. That's so cool that he got a computer just for the music. Right. Uh, yeah. Two things off that one, my dad, like he still has to this day, like a, a CD collection. He's got like in our basement, probably like a good 300 CDs, like from, wow. from music over the years, which is really cool. Uh, and then the second thing I was going to ask, so did your parents let you use LimeWire to download music? Because my parents never, they're like, nope, like we don't want any viruses on our computer. So I had to pay for the stuff. Like there was not the option of, you know, downloading it on Live, uh, LimeWire. Dude, I got LimeWire, downloaded a few songs, and then our uh, computer like <laughs> got cancer. <laughs> and so then I just kind of laid low and didn't really use the computer for a while because I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure it has a virus. And then... uh did they know it was you? Uh, yeah, because I, I got LimeWire. And they're like, don't get LimeWire. Don't do that. Gave your computer cancer. And then I just remember the computer acted really, really slow. Remember when viruses were a thing you had to worry about? I have a Mac, and so I yeah, never... They still are a little bit. I mean, I have a Mac, so I... Oh, Macs yeah. don't get viruses, right? Right, right. At least that's what I'm told. And so, you know, since I have a Mac, I'm... And also, too, I'm not exploring the internet like I used to. Like before, I remember exploring the internet, like discovering different things. Not like porn, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and back in the day, you didn't know. Like now, because the internet's been around for so long, yeah. you you know what you shouldn't click on. Right. Yeah. You know sketchy ass sites. Yeah. Like when you open it up and there's like a pop up, uh, or you you open it up like trying to get watch a video or get some information, whatever. And like the first thing that comes up is like a you know a pop up or like two pop ups, and mm -hmm. it's like click here to get to your info, like your video. Or click here to use this tool. And it's like, come on. Also, too, remember, I didn't really know too much about YouTube. Now, if I'm into something or I hear about something, whether it be a band, hobby, subject, I'll go to YouTube and search it. Whereas before, well, I'll go to Google, too. Whereas before, I would go on Google and just go through, like, websites. And then, you know, maybe a website wasn't a good website. And now I just don't even do that because I know, oh, YouTube's fine. Google's now only going to give me like credible things at the top. So it was just, I go to less risky sites. I have less risky ways of identifying things. Right. And Google's gotten really good at putting the best results and not putting like crappy websites like mm -hmm. that in the results. Like I feel like organically you don't really come across that. Now, if you're looking for something, like if you're trying to watch like a UFC pay-per-view illegally, and you're going to like a site to stream it, like obviously you know you're gonna get pop ups, but that's mm -hmm. that's the name of the game. But Google for the most part is pretty good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So uh weekly wine, I've got one terrible thing to whine about here. This was from uh two weeks ago, but we didn't have the podcast last week. Yeah. Uh, you were sick and I was I was traveling. Yeah. My question for you, which is what's your most expensive mistake? So we were watching the first round of the NFL playoffs at my house. Uh, there's six or seven of us. We had the whole crew. Halftime, it was nice out here, so we went outside yeah. to throw the football around. Great time. Yep. And my one friend, Christian, was coming out of our sliding glass door for the backyard. 
So he comes out the sliding glass door, shuts it. He uh, walks down the two steps. You know, I got the football at this time. So I like give him a nod, like I'm going to throw it to you. And he, he gives me like the thumbs up. So I throw it to him. It's not the best throw. He might've been able to catch it. I mean, I don't know. He, he put forth like an effort to get it, but like he didn't like jump. Like I think he just kind of raised his hand. Nonetheless, it was, it was a bad throw. It was, it was my fault. He misses it. It hits the window, the sliding glass door, and the sliding glass door cracks. Like bad. Like <laughs> you could see the lines like running, yeah. like from where the ball impacted to down <laughs> the like to the right to the left, like all around. So, I, I mean, I, I was freaking out then, but anyway, I had someone come out to get a quote to replace it. There's two panes of glass. The crack was on the outermost pane, so the pane facing the backyard. The innermost pane was fine, like for the house. So like we weren't losing any like insulation or anything like that. But because those two panes are fused together at the top of the door, if you're going to replace one, you have to replace them both. Oh. <laughs> so do you want to guess how much it's going to cost to replace it? 800. 1100. Whoa. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, hey, the good news about it was, well, maybe it's not the good news about it, but it was a good throw because it was a tight spiral because the way you hit it was exactly right on the nose of the football. And so if it was a little bit wobbly or if it wasn't that good of a throw, you know, it would have hit the smushier side and it would have bounced off and it probably wouldn't have cracked. So, I mean, that's a positive to look at. You still got it. You still got to kill our arm. Just a little inaccurate or yeah, inaccurate. Glass half full. <laughs> I did. I hadn't yeah. thought of that. Yeah. But yeah, and, and the, sh- the sound of it shattering was just, just painful. But I wanted to tell that story because it leads yeah. me to my question for you, which is what's your most expensive mistake? So my most expensive mistake was that story, me throwing a football, hitting the sliding glass door, the door cracking, $1,120 to replace it. Do you have uh, anything that comes to mind for like your most expensive just – mistake okay uh my most expensive uh mistakes actually pretty recently we were at the michigan michigan state tailgate uh we <laughs> were uh having a good time tailgating having Be- a co- beverages were involved beverages were involved we're throwing a football around no windows were broken uh, a lot of great friends good food great times having the time of my life i have a grill i go to collapse the grill but it won't collapse I see that the spatula is stuck, causing it to collapse. Again, my brain is not functioning at 100% capacity here. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's it's not working. And so, and I don't do it hard. I just tap the shovel with my hand to try to break it loose. And I break it loose. I look down and I'm like, oh, I'm bleeding. So I wrap it up. Don't think anything of it. There's a, uh, our friend there is a nurse. I had her look at it. She's like, oh yeah, you're fine. You're not going to need stitches or anything. But it, it was bleeding pretty bad. And I didn't know why I couldn't move it because I'm like, can I not move it because of the injury or, you know, because it's swollen and it's all wrapped up. Well, a few weeks go by and it does not heal. And, uh, yeah, tore a tendon in it. And, a lot of MRIs are not cheap. And so uh, between the MRI, the doctor's visits, the therapy, the this, the that, uh, the x-ray, 
they're pretty expensive just for w- one little silly mistake on a Saturday. Plus, plus the potential of if the therapy doesn't work, having to have surgery on it. Right. So all in, what was the cost of this mistake? Like if you had to guesstimate. Oh, I can give you an exact number. <laughs> All right, wait, let me guess. So this includes MRI, X, an MRI, a doctor's visit, X-ray, X-ray, and therapy. therapy. Also, too, um, I had to buy a splint because I didn't know. Because it took me a while to get in the doctor, and so I was advised, "Yep, put a splint on it." Um, I I'm gonna guess uh, it's got to be pretty close to. I'll just guess a thousand dollars on the dot. Yeah, it's about a thousand dollars. Oh, really? Yeah, it's about a thousand bucks. Yeah, MRI is five hundred. Uh, X-rays eighty. Copay twenty dollars. So, um, yeah. And then after that, uh, I had to pay pay for some physical therapy, and then uh, pay for the splint. Yeah, about a thousand bucks. That's that's such a, such a terrible mistake. Yeah, yeah. I am counting because I had to pay some out of well. I had to pay five hundred out of pocket, but I had to use my health savings account. So I'm including yeah, that, that. Counts. I'm including sure. that, even though it's like tax free money. No, that's that, that, that still counts. I'm counting that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I uh, I don't really have any other mistakes that can compete with that, like cost wise. Mm-hmm. Like, I know like some people like comment below what it, I'll, I'll post this one up yeah. as a clip, but comment what your uh, most expensive mistake is. Like, I'm sure some people probably say like college. Uh, which, oh, is, yeah. which is which that's is totally valid. Yeah, um, that's probably for a lot of people. I yeah. think that's probably the most common one. Maybe like a, a car accident. I take that back. I fucked around too much one semester and had to retake a class, <laughs> and so that's a pretty fucking expensive mistake. Yeah, so not because I failed, but because you needed a three in the class, and which was stupid, because it was not necessarily one hundred percent specific to the major that I'm in. And yeah, so failing a class, retaking it, that's like a, uh, depending on the credit hours, somewhere around where we went, it would have been around like 1600-ish. Or more if it was uh, grad level, but we'll just say around 1600. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty expensive. Um, I don't have, this isn't a mistake that happened, but this is one that almost happened and the price (laughs) could have been death. So I'll tell the story. Yikes. So... Uh, we went out, this would have been in college, went out, had, had a couple drinks with some friends, Ubered home and above our stove at my parents' house when I lived there at the time, that was where they kept the liquor cabinet. So yeah. like we got back and it was relatively early. I was like, Oh, I, I'm going to have like one more drink. And then like, uh, you know, I'll call myself off or whatever. So I go in the cabinet, which reach up to, to grab the liquor or whatever. And in the process, I bump one of the burners on the gas stove and I turn it on. Like <laughs> could have let yourself on fire. Well, so I turn it on. I don't don't realize it. I have oh. the drink or whatever. Put the put the bottle back in the cabinet. I go to bed. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So the next day, I wake up. I come downstairs. And my mom goes, "Joe, do you smell anything in the house?" And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess that now that you mentioned it, it smells a little weird." And she's like, "Yeah, you left the burner on. It smells like gas in here." It's like you left the burner on all night, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys have to do? Open up the windows and yeah, like, but we were just lucky, like, because if if someone were to you know have lit in a match or accidentally start a fire, like things could have went ablaze. Yeah. Um. So it had the potential to be <laughs> catastrophic, but my mom never lets me live that one down. Like to this day. Yeah. 
She's like, hey, remember that time you almost lit the house on fire? My goodness. Just imagine like a peaceful morning. Ooh, I'm going to light some candles. Birds are chirping. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. So, that, yeah, that's, that's a pretty big one. Yeah. I guess I've cracked. Uh, I've ruined some phones before. So, like, I was in Florida and I dropped a phone in water. And so phones are fucking expensive. So that was, that was an expensive mistake. Yeah. I, I've got one of those as well. I don't remember the story, but I definitely I broke an iPhone once, and I'm not super careful ever since. Yeah, I don't have a case on my phone, but I like <laughs> that's, to that's I a like dangerous to, lifestyle. I like to live dangerously. I just don't use it that much, so. Yeah, that's fair. Any other uh, mistakes? I can't think of any mistakes. I'm sure there's plenty, but I just can't think of any right now. Yeah. Do you have any other weekly wine items? Uh, weekly wine, nothing really specific. Maybe we can bring up some the NFL stuff. I, I guess I'll add it to the weekly wine here. So the other day, I think it was Wednesday, listening to 97 won the ticket, sports radio show in our town. And they were talking about potentially having AFC and NFC championship games at a neutral site and implementing it within the next few years. They were just talking about it. I don't know if anything substantial came to it. But I thought that could be one of the dumbest things the NFL has ever done for two reasons. Uh, well, one selfish reason with the Lions. Dude, if you're a Lions fan, because right now you're in a prime window to make a run. Like the Lions potentially could in the next two, three years, if their path continues, potentially play in that game. Even if Certainly. They, even if they don't make it, the idea of them being there is real and it could be at home. Just imagine if you're a Lions fan, you've waited your whole life, not for a Super Bowl, but just to host uh, an AFC or an NFC championship game. And the NFL that year decides, you know what? Yep, we're making it a, a neutral venue. It's going to be in fucking Arizona. Yeah, and you have to f- somewhere that you have to fly to. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be so stupid. Right. Even though you have an indoor stadium. Because I guess that's the reason why, which makes it the s- dumbest thing ever. Right. But th- it's so stupid because if the teams play outdoors in the regular season, why should it change for the postseason? Right. That's part of your home field advantage based on where you play. Right. And also, too, like a team like Green Bay, a part of wanting to get home field advantage and what that does for you is if a team from California or a team from Florida comes in and plays there, it's less the 49ers. Cause they always <laughs> smack the Packers. Right. Well, but still like you have that advantage and yeah, it sucks to play in the snow, but at least you have the crowds going to be on your side. It's easier to play. I guess it's better to play at home. Uh, you're just more comfortable there. So, Taking that away and playing at a neutral site in like Arizona or California, I just hate all that neutral site stuff and how all the championship games are are there. Like it'd be nice to have something of significance at Ford Field. Like it's a pretty nice stadium, but we had the Super Bowl and then we have the Quicken Lane Bowl. That's it. It'd be nice to have something cool. Yeah, of course. No, that's such a dumb rule. The owners and the players will never let that slide. Right. Just because – I mean, for the owners, that's extra revenue hosting the game, um, with you know, with all the concessions and everything. Like they make a, even it's not that much. They only make like a couple million dollars. Well, but still, I think they wanna. And I the, think and it the would city, make more money. The city gets the the revenue from having the game when people staying at hotels, going out to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so the city I- itself makes more money too. So yeah. Well, I think the NFL thinks that they can make money by having it at a neutral field, and so that's why they're doing it. And so owners. If money's just on their mind, they'd be like, yeah. So do they think they can make more money because they can charge more per ticket? Something like that. Now it becomes like an event. Huh. I, I don't know, but that's the only reason why they would think about it, because it's stupid. 
Yeah, oh, it's totally stupid. There's no upside. Um, anyway, so that leads me to what I thought about, like, funny NFL rule changes, like the one that you brought up. Uh, <laughs> explain that in, in Florida last year. Or not last year. It was, like, was three years ago, two yeah. years ago. So this would have been when Tampa Bay Bucks won. Chiefs. Yep. In the year before was Patriots. Uh, Patriots Rams. Patriots Rams, yeah. Yeah, so the, the rule is if your team doesn't score a single touchdown in the Super Bowl – you have to get you're relegated and you have to play a season in the Canadian Football League. <laughs> yeah, no touchdowns in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you you you've been downgraded to the CFL. You got to play a year in the CFL. Yeah, could you imagine like if a team's getting whomped? It's like <laughs> it's like forty to like nine. Let's say they have like three field goals, and it, it's in like the fourth quarter, and like you have the ball, even though it's you know it's like it might be like fourth and thirty. You're like fuck, we can't get relegated. Like. Right. We don't want to play in the Canadian Football League. Like you're just calling ridiculous plays and and going for it, and uh, even in like the garbage time. Right. I would just imagine that that would lead us to some significant team like Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs playing the CFL. Did they not score a touchdown in no, that game? They scored nine points. Bro, really? Look it up. Chiefs Bucks Super Bowl. Oh shit! You're right. It's nine to thirty one. Yeah, but was it three field goals? Yeah, it was three field goals. Yeah. Wow. Just imagine Andy Reid's Reid, Mahomes, that Chiefs team in the CFL, how they would just like mollywop every team. They'd have to make a documentary about how they (laughs) whomped every team by 50 points. Right, exactly. So Mahomes would have the single greatest season in the CFL history. Right. Kelsey would be on fire. Throw for 100 touchdown passes (laughs) and run for 50. Right. So... Uh, that's a funny rule change. I think another one too, um, would be, well, I thought I was thinking about it the other day. I think it just escaped me. Uh, I've got one, uh, that I just thought of this from all the Brett Maurer or Brett Mayer, Maurer, whatever. Mayer, yeah. Mayer missing all, all the field or the extra points. If you miss an extra point, what if you go back a point? So like you're at, you're at six points and you can decide. To kick the extra point, if you make it, you go up to seven. If you miss it, you go back down to five, or you can go for two. I feel like people would just go for two more often, but it would be funny if, like, a kicker missed an extra point. You're like, oh, fuck. Now it's, like, it's going to be, you know, five. Like, five is such a weird number. <laughs> right. Well, I, all right. I, I know what I was thinking about. I want the NFL to adopt the college overtime rules. Oh. That would be so much fun. Like, I understand it. Dude, why I, it might be problematic, but that'd yeah. be so fucking cool to watch. I yeah. love college overtime. To watch like the the Chiefs and the Bills or the Chiefs and the Bengals just play like back and forth eighteen overtimes because they just keep getting <laughs> touchdowns. Right, and like those overs be huge. The, oh yeah, if the game went to oh, if the game went to overtime, the over would be an automatic lock. Right, they'd have to. They'd probably have to. They just would raise the over on all games. Just. Because they think it's going to overtime. I feel like there'd be an edge because not a lot of games going to overtime. So no, it's like, well, the sports book usually lets you bet it like thirteen to one or fifteen to mm-hmm. one, which means the actual odds are probably closer to like twenty to one or yeah. something like that. That'd be cool if this uh, Chiefs Bengals game goes into overtime. That's a game I want to see in OT. Yeah, same. Bengals Chiefs. Oh yeah, that's. I think that's the better of the two games this week. Oh, for sure. Well, I I guess it depends on how well Mahomes plays, but both yeah. of those games should be really good. But yeah, more uh, uh, dumb rules. Let's see. Uh, it's got to be something with with like field goals. Yeah. Like if you kick a, 
Like, what if a fi- like, and I, I think I've heard this before. I'm part of my take, but like, if you kick like a 50 plus yard field goal, what if it was worth like four points instead of three? So like, yeah, you had to play. Cool. You had to have some strategy. Like, oh, it's you know we're down at halftime here. Like, we want to move the ball, but only to a certain point because we want to try the 50 yard field goal to get four points instead of three. <laughs> right. Or hey, we're gonna go for the field goal here, even though it's third down because we need four points. Right. We're down yeah. by four, and so it's like, hey, we feel more confident getting a, a 51 yard field goal. And scoring a touchdown yeah justin tucker would be making like 12 million dollars a year kickers would be more yeah dude i think more kids would want to be kickers yeah that's a lot sweet. of value they should also change uh the safeties like why i don't know like if you i don't know i feel like the safety should be worth more than two points two points but you get the ball back that's true i don't know i think it'd be cool if it was three three you get the ball back Sure. I think three and get the ball back because the safety is harder than a field goal. What if it was three and you get the ball back, but instead of punting it, they kick it off like normal? They would just kick it out of bounds. Well, right. But, like, that could be – you get an extra point, but then they, instead of punting it, like, it's a touchback. So. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's sure. stupid. <laughs> sure. That works. Why not? Yeah. What else you got? Hmm. There's got to be some sort of a, a punishment for for sucking. So like, I think if you win zero games, that you you just your franchise has to be sold. You have n- to sell. You have oh. to sell. You have to get a new franchise. Like the Lions, you went zero and sixteen. Browns, you did too. After that season, you have to like retool. New name, new city. <laughs> no, probably not new city, but you have to do like you have to totally rebrand. That would be funny. Or if you go Owens seventeen now, uh, you have to play a game against like whatever like the top college team that year is. No matter the outcome of the game, like you're just forced to play against college kids <laughs> just to show that you know you you Did have some form of life. Just uh, just for Roger Goodell and the NFL to prove like, hey, they're really not that bad. Yeah, like against college kids, they're actually really good. Right, or yeah. or even a Canadian football team for that matter. Right, bringing the Canadians and then. They have a, it's a little bit different Canadian football. True. Either yeah, they got they got some weird ass. rules. There's only three downs. I don't know why they got to fucking mix it up. <laughs> We're going to do it a little bit different. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Just do the same thing we do. Why do you have to? That's what I don't get with Canadian football. Just, just do regular football and just have it in Canada. Right. Like, if they, if uh, Canada, if they had, like, a great American, like, if they played American football, and over the years, they'd probably develop some really great players, and like they might have a case to like, oh, let's set have up a, a Canadian team. division or a team. NFL team, yeah. Every other major sport has a Canadian team. Yeah, Raptors, Maple Leafs, uh, well, Blue Jays. Obviously, hockey. There's a lot, but there was the Montreal well, Expos yeah. for a while. There's Montreal Expos for a while, so you had two teams. Um, basketball, they had they had the Vancouver Grizzlies, and then Toronto Raptors. They still have the Raptors, but they had the Vancouver right. Grizzlies. So, yeah. I mean, if they decided, hey, we're not going to do our own thing, there would be a legitimate case for uh, a Canadian franchise, like in Toronto or something. Yeah, I like that one. Be in the league with Buffalo. They would be in the uh, AFC East. Yeah, that'd, that'd be funny. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, take a look at that. I, I was just uh, making a suggestion what maybe we can do. This is uh, for next week. Uh, I really love the C- – yeah, it's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Mm-hmm. 
perhaps you can watch a few episodes and we can shit talk it. Okay. Because it, it, it's great. It's must see TV. I'm I'm down to do that. So we can add that to the list of things to take a look at. If anyone else has seen it, uh, it's it's hilarious. It's so funny because I, I I've described it before on the podcast, but it's like <laughs> your dad's fantasy, like a secret a secret government or a secret billionaire is recruiting you, the scientist, or you know whatever special skill you have to investigate aliens. He picks you up in a Ferrari. You know, you're in a private jet, helicopters. There's this cool spy room. People are, like, carrying guns everywhere. But at no point are you in any real danger of, like, anything. Yeah. So, and so and so you're relaxed. You're, like, playing a game, and that's what they're doing. It's it's hilarious. So give it a watch. Okay. We'll do. Yeah. Um, I've got – we can do this one from uh, – I actually – I brought this up at, at football this last Sunday. So, I went to school with this kid. I'm not going to say I'll, – I'll change his name up. So, let's see. All right. So, I, I went to school with this kid. We'll, we'll just call him Travis. So, Travis in, in high school is just a regular kid here, like back when we went to school together. Uh, so, I follow him on Instagram, and, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I saw recently he got married within the last couple of years, like, which is awesome. And then he got like into religion, like you know when someone gets into religion, like in their twenties. Oh 20s? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which which is totally fine. So he's just posting like you know like, uh, so glad I found my religion, yada yada yada, like all this, this stuff, and, and pictures him and his wife at you know the a, a church, church that used so. to be an AMC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he has this post where it's a picture of him like at church, like giving a reading, and he's like. He's like, yeah, like I, I, he basically is like telling the story of how he used to have a problem with being addicted to jacking off, like jacking <laughs> off too much. But Fuck. now that, now that he found God, like he doesn't need to do anymore. So I just thought it was hilarious. Like at what point are you addicted to jacking off? Like at what point is that an addiction? Like, I, like, is that like three times a day? Like every day, like two <laughs> times a day, every day? Like what, what is the addiction, you know? Where's the line? Where is it like, oh, I have a problem? You know, because everyone, I think, has that point where it's like, not not that, like, I drink too much, but there, there's a point where, like, oh, I should probably cool down a little bit. You right. know? Yeah. Th- Usually th- summertime, you're out on a boat all the time. You're like, oh, I should cool down. Where is it with, like, jacking off? I, yeah. This one, I, I won't post this. This is be for the audio for. Yeah. <laughs> audio only. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I think to, to, to be able to claim that you're addicted, like. It's got to be at least three times a day, every day. Like you have to be like at work, being like, "Fuck!" Like I don't know if I can make it till five. I, I, <laughs> I think the threshold has to be like, like for example, I think when drugs or alcohol becomes a problem is when it starts to interfere with work, because you know if you drink a lot but it doesn't interfere with work, yeah, it's terrible for your body, like health wise. But if you're able to like raise your kids, live a successful life. And you probably drink a little too much. I think everyone kind of knows that kind of person. They drink a lot, but it's just more worrisome for their health as opposed to like the people around them. They're not causing any social harm. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, but as soon as it causes that harm, that's when it becomes an issue. So I think jerking off has to get to that point where it's like interfering with work. Oh, I was late for work today. Why? <sighs> Dude, I was just fucking jacking off and I just couldn't, you know. I had to rub one out in the morning before I went. And I just couldn't, you know. 
yeah, that's or or to the point where like if he's wa if this kid was watching like let's say like an hour of porn a day or something like that w- that would be what I would call like a serious addiction. Like <laughs> you start off with just you know like regular stuff before you know it, it's like gorilla fucks woman with penis and you're like this is the only thing that gets me hard anymore like that's a problem or yeah even just going back to the work like if if he's at work and he's like oh shit like i gotta i gotta go to the bathroom and do this like i just can't like that's that's a serious problem maybe okay okay i i don't think that this person was at the point where he had to like take five at work to go rub one out in the bathroom I don't think he, he, he was – maybe he was, and, you know, thank goodness he found the Lord so he doesn't jerk off anymore. But, like, what 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 was the sign for him? At what point was he yeah, like, wh- wow, I'm – this is a problem? <laughs> like, what is the rock bottom for <laughs> right. someone to be like, oh, shit, I'm addicted to, to jerking off? Right. Like, <laughs> Where? You're, like, you're just, like – you're, like, in the drive through line at McDonald's – you're eating a wendy's cheese i'm so fucking hard right now yeah like when you're in line at the secretary of state you're just like i just gotta get home so i can fucking jerk off yeah like what is the rock bottom i think everyone well i think the rock bottom is different for everyone yeah i think there's an objective rock bottom of ooh, that's a problem then there's his rock bottom his rock bottom was probably like <laughs> he did it to help him fall asleep. And then it, it was the only way I could fall asleep. It's like, yeah, well, that's real life, dude. <laughs> it's a long day. You're just like, oh, fuck. I'm going to decompress in and out. Now I can fall asleep. So, facts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe he just didn't have good friends. Maybe all of his friends were like, oh, you should get, you know, that, that's a problem. Maybe he was. Maybe he's, I don't know, maybe he's just hanging around the wrong crew. Maybe he just didn't have good friends. And so he freaked out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Now he, yeah. So, or, when did he find out he had a problem with jerking off? Was it before he became religious? Or was it during he became religious? Because if it was during, well, of course. Because. I think it it was before. Okay. I I was going to say, because if you're at like a youth group or something and you're talking (laughs) <laughs> no one's gonna like i don't know i i feel like most people wouldn't be open and honest when they're in a church you're not gonna right you're of not course gonna, you're not gonna be like dude i got so fucked up last night like me and the boys were playing the DraftKings rocket and <laughs> you know you're not gonna go into like full detail because it's a holy place but then again the church he probably went to was in a strip mall so you know i don't know if it was that holy anyway so yeah, if you're hanging around all those people, yeah, you're going to feel like you have a problem compared to them because no one's going to really shoot you straight. But you said it was before, so. Right. Going in some deep territory here. <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> audio only. Good yeah, thing the boys yeah, yeah. are going. Good thing, good thing people with good senses of humor are going to listen to this. I wish I could remember. I brought this up on Sunday, and uh, we ha- there were a couple, like, you know, jokes across the room where, like, I was in tears laughing at one point, like, yeah. trying to f- – we were talking about, like, rock bottom, so – I'll have to, we'll have to bring him back up again this Sunday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's uh, Rock Bottom? Oh, other uh, – this is called – this is this – is, I think uh, I know who you're talking about, actually. Man, did he go to – He went to my high school. 
did he, he didn't go to the same college as us. No. Okay, there is a gentleman who I know went to your high school who also went to Oakland. Oh. I think he got married to Nichol, the chick who I used to date. This is before you. Oh, okay. I think his name, it's not, obviously not Jake, but his name is Jake. Hmm. But it's not, <laughs> not. Right, right, right. Jake. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, yeah, same thing with him. You know, kind of freshman year. He was a little, I think he's a year younger than me. But like freshman year, like partied, a little scummy. But hey, you know, God bless. We're, we're, all, we're all figuring shit out. And then all of a sudden it was, you know, you know the type of posts I'm talking about. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, huh, how did this come about? I'm curious. I don't mean it in any bad way. I just want to know, how did you get from A to B? There's a lot of people like that. There's some yeah. people I know. How did you get from A to B? And then also, too, did did you ever step back and say, okay, there's this option. There's also these other options. Let me kind of – because if you're, if you're not faithful to begin with, what makes you choose this one when it's in a strip mall as opposed to, I don't know, Judaism, which has a rich history? And there's a lot – there's there's more – I don't know. I just want to know people's process. I, I think for most, if I had to guess, it would probably be that they get introduced to it by someone that is an active member where they're just like, hey, why don't you come to this with me? Check it out. We'll get lunch after. Something like that. And then like yeah. they go and they just connect with something and that kind of starts. Okay. That would be my guess. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's you know, like this is pretty good. Or, I'll, or I'll they settle see with the, this. See, the, the, uh, those Jesus ads have been playing on the NFL uh commercials for the last like five Start weeks with us they must have like 50 million dollars in for their advertising budget they've been running those commercials six times throughout the day for like the last five weeks yeah I and mean, those 30 second spots are like two million dollars yeah and he he's been dead for a while and he's still getting <laughs> nfl prime time like commercials like this guy had a boy had a boy speaking of jesus this is a good transition here if Jesus had an OnlyFans and was around today, would he make more money than Mia Khalifa? Well, one, I, I think him having an OnlyFans is the antithesis of 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 Jesus. But yeah, dude, there'd be some fucking creeps that just send a ass ton of money. Well, no, I don't mean I don't mean OnlyFans in that way. I mean it in the way oh, where oh, Jesus subscription Jesus, service. Jesus like is selling small miracles for random miracles for thirty dollars. So like, you pay thirty dollars to get a random miracle from Jesus, and then like on your walk home, you find like a fifty on the ground. <laughs> hey, all right. Or or like you drop a coffee mug like in the morning, and instead like it shatters, and then it instantly like reforms and goes back up to your hand like. And then you're like, oh, like that was the small miracle. Hey, all right, cool. <laughs> it's like when you played the McDonald's Monopoly and you get the large fry, and you're like, oh, Boardwalk Avenue, cool. I or oh, instant win. I got a free coffee. It's like one of those things, right? Or like, uh, you know, you eat like pizza and wings, and then like a couple hours later, like you're you start to get heartburn, and then it like immediately goes away, and you're like, oh, that was it. There we Thank go. You. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that'd be nice. Also, too. Yeah, he was a carpenter. I wonder what like his carpenter, like if he would do like carpenter gigs. Oh yeah, you just imagine (laughs) like, oh, who do you have? uh, Who do you have do your shelves? Jesus, actually. Oh really? (laughs) 
Yeah, right. he's four and a half stars on Yelp. Right. Yeah, he he did a good job. He was a little little cheap, you know, uh, <laughs> but he uh, skimmed a little bit, but. It, a pretty good job. You know, we gave him a four-star review. Yeah, or you can do <laughs> instead of doing the small miracles, you can spend like two grand and get like a large miracle, and it's like random. So it's like, you know, you you break your arm, and then like you only have to deal with it for like a week instead of like six months or something. Or, uh, you wake up for like a month, your Chevy Cruze turns into like a Camaro, or, like a Corvette <laughs> or something. Like, like, all right, yeah. <laughs> one day like you don't have to worry about traffic you're like all right cool oh that would be a small miracle yeah, same small with one. same with like uh another small one would be like you go to the family christmas and nobody brings up politics or oh like, or you don't have to go like family christmas gets canceled oh i like family christmas but i, d- I could do without like somebody always says something like the rule everyone knows just don't say anything around my grandma because she can't help herself like oh yeah she will have to debate you and like she won't whatever you say like well but what about this what about that well, yeah, but – and it's just, like, her next point. So, anyway, the rule is yeah. don't bring up politics. And somebody always – as a joke, somebody will always bring it up, and then it always gets a roll, and it's like, damn it, like, there goes 10 minutes. You know, we uh, – in my family endeavors, for a while, we used to have uh, a side that you could not bring up politics with. And we didn't. It was pretty good. But, and th- but then they started, like, forcing it into the conversation. And it got to the point where it's like – well, they know how I see this, and so I can't just be like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. You you couldn't brush it off. So we kind of separated from that por- uh, part. And then there's another part where one person tries to, like, egg on the conversation. We'll always bring it up. And so we used to, like, in- involve ourselves, thinking we were going to have, like, a f- positive discourse where actual ideas were going around. But it ended up just being this person trying to, like, flex on all of us. And so now he'll say something provocative and we'll just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, it's so annoying. It's like, shut up. I don't care. Yeah. It's good. Somebody, Somebody's always got to do it. Yep. Uh, another one here. I don't really have a strong answer for this one, but this one was user submitted. So shout out, Bridget. If you were going to get murdered, what – TV show crime investigation team would you want to try and solve your murder? So like, <laughs> oh, whatever one Ice T's on, I want Ice uh, T. I think so it's I'm, Law and Order. Yeah, I want Ice T on the case. Yeah, <laughs> that's my answer. Yeah, I haven't watched. I know there's like Bones, Criminal Minds, Law and Order, NCIS. Um, I know that there's several shows like that. I I I've only seen a couple episodes of Law and Order, and I I used I used to date a girl. We watched Criminal Minds together, so I've seen quite a bit of that. So I'll say the Criminal Minds team, just because they always, like, they never mess around. Like, they always got it. They, like uh, Classy program. They're a professional organization. Yeah, 100%. Huh. Like, they had the classic, like, hacker. Like, oh, you need to, like, bypass the firewall to get in here. Like, oh, I got <laughs> it. Like, ten, yeah, four seconds later, you're in. <laughs> this is Eric from ADT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or instead of Criminal Minds, if I could choose – uh, animated or, or or whatever, not real life. I would choose Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo and the gang trying to solve my murder. Right. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> dude, that would fucking suck. <laughs> if like for real, uh, uh, your kid gets kidnapped or something, or there's like a real thing, and your family uh, is you know talking to the police, and they're like, oh, "We're sorry, we're gonna get our top team on this." Oh, thanks. What is it? Guys, come in. <laughs> Scooby Doo and the gang are like, "What the fuck?" 
<laughs> Mr. Machine rolls up, <laughs> smelling <laughs> <Like>, loud. <laughs> right? <laughs> Boo, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, there's some music blasting. You're like, oh, I gotta be fucking kidding. Shaggy me. and Scooby are just eating. <laughs> Daphne's Daphne's looking in the mirror, and Fred's like, all right, we're we're we're, we're gonna get started here. Right, right. Yeah, I heard that Velma. And movie, then and then know. Velma's like, it's a Clue. <laughs> right. Yeah. Velma's just being a bitch. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say Scooby Doo would be a good one too. Yeah, I uh, I, I never really got into those shows, but I love Ice Tea. So John Mulaney does a good bit about Ice Tea on. Uh, law and order how he's like every time he's told something it's like the first time he's ever heard about it <laughs> like yeah i heard they had anal contusions and so ice T, uh it, like every time he solved a murder for the special investigations team it was like the first murder he ever solved so it's a, he does a lot better than i do but yeah, yeah I, I like ice T. let's see uh i've got one more thing i wanted to share yeah. for like the weekly stuff and then we could do Abercrombie and Fitch, or I've just got a couple of random notes, or I don't know. We could pull up some Am I the Assholes, Would Rathers. I don't know. Whatever yeah. you're feeling. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, so anyway, the other thing I wanted to bring up was I think in February I'm going to try and do like a uh, like a dry February. Mm-hmm. Do like no alcohol, no like nicotine or tobacco or anything like that. Uh, no, So, you know, no drugs. I'm going to try and limit my caffeine intake. So I don't know if I'm going to give it up completely or just try and do like one or two cups a day instead of like you know, three or four. Yeah. And then 50 pi- push-ups, 50 sit-ups, and one minute of planks five days a week. I'm going to try and throw that in there. And then waking up an hour earlier than what I normally do and trying to use that time to either work out or you know do something productive. Yeah. And then a non-negotiable 20-minute walk every day, minimum for, for exercise. So, yeah, I don't know. just wanted to share. I think it's... It's going to be a, a nice challenge. Uh, I feel like I've been lacking discipline mm-hmm. and doing something like that where, you know, there's seven or eight tasks I want to accomplish every day uh, for over 30 days in the month. Like, essentially, I'm thinking of it like 210 checkboxes. And I'm challenging myself to try and check like at least like 200 of those. So we're going to see how it goes, but just sharing it on here. Uh, if anyone else wants to join, I don't know what a good name for it would be, like uh, – I don't know something with an F like fuck it February or I don't, something yeah. better than that. But I like it. I think it's a great idea. F- we'll call it February Fitness Challenge. So yeah, if anyone wants to join, but yeah, do, just saying it on here ho- so I can hold myself accountable because otherwise I won't yeah. do it. I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. I know I've been. Uh, I try. I've been being more conscious when it comes to drinking and when it comes to going to di- the gym and just like what I'm eating. So just drinking makes me feel like absolute shit. It's just not worth it anymore because, you know, just really busy right now. Got a lot of things going on. And so uh, I, like, I can't afford to have half a day just wasted. And right. so uh, drinking, not like it's fun at the time, but the next day is just so bad. And it's so bad to the point where it just takes so much. It's, when you give up feeling bad, you don't want to go back. Like those hangovers, you just know how good it feels not to be hungover on a weekday. I, t- I totally weekend. agree. Or on even weekend, yeah. even along those lines of like if, you know, you're going out and you're hanging out with friends and it's like getting to be like 10, 11, 12 o'clock and someone's like, oh, let's go somewhere else. And no. like a couple people are like, yes. It's like I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, like I am totally 
God bless you. Thank you. I am not going to get any FOMO, and I'm totally fine, like, going to bed and getting, like, a good night's rest. Or, you know, a somewhat good night's rest. I like being done with the night at 1030. If I get to be if, – if I'm home before 11, that's, that's where I like to be now. I like to be home before 11, and yeah. that's, that's plenty late for me. Anything after 11, then it gets dangerous because I'm probably not falling asleep until after midnight, and that's not good. Yeah, my, my cutoff recently has been, like, midnight or 12.30, like, at the – that's what I would try and make, like, the latest. I'm just uh, – it's so difficult on the weekend because drinking is such a social thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about the other day how I, I've really cut back on drinking, and I, it's great. I love it. Um, it's not easy, but I really I, – I, and I can even do better, but I love it. It, it makes me feel great. However – when you think about getting together with people, like seeing friends you haven't seen in a while or just catching up with someone, it's let's go get drinks. Let's go get drinks. And that's the hardest part. And there's not – I mean, there are things to do other than get drinks, but I feel kind of weird asking my bro, hey, man, you want to like go get a cup of coffee? Like I don't know. Right. I, that, that's, that's more like something you do with a girl. Yeah, like – in, in going back to this challenge, like if someone texts me and says, like if it's someone like I haven't seen in a while and they're like, mm-hmm. hey, like you want to meet up or whatever, like, uh, I, I, you know, and get cigars, like I would consider getting the cigar because cigars, I don't, yeah. I don't usually, I usually have cigars like less, I don't know, a half dozen times a year, if mm-hmm. even. So like, I, that's not the thing that I'm not disciplined about. So like, I think I would let that one go. But like, yeah, I, I am going to try and like at the Super Bowl. I, Super Bowl party or whatever. Like, I'm not going to drink. Like, I'll just... Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and I think maybe in college and even not too long ago, I just felt like that need if you're hanging out with people to drink. I just felt that need. Oh, if I'm in a social occasion, I have to have a drink. Now, I, I, I don't have that feeling anymore. Like, I don't mind just having some water or, you know, sipping on my hydro flask or, like, having a coffee. And yeah. so, I, I, I don't have that FOMO anymore. I like. I would much rather sit and have a cigar than go out and have a couple beers. I, j- yeah, I like I'm, cigars I'm with a you. lot more. You don't feel sh- you don't feel like shit. So totally with you. I think it's a great challenge. I might do it with you. Yeah. The other one that I forgot to mention is I'm gonna try and read like ten pages a day. Um, which ten pages isn't a lot, but it's just yeah. if I read for ten pages a day, then that means I will at least be reading for you know ten minutes a day and most likely longer because I'm already reading yeah. at that point and that's like all right, I want to finish the chapter or, or whatever. Newspaper so. count though, so, sure. So yeah, yeah. So even even yeah. Uh, even if you make a conscious effort, if you if you go and I don't know read CNBC on your phone or whatever for ten minutes, like that mm-hmm. counts. Yeah, I just told you I got a Washington or Wall Street Journal subscription. And right, so that's gonna be uh, that's totally counts. Part of one of my goals to just you know read more of that and, um, yeah, just curious. It's always good to read. Hell yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? I have nothing else. Okay. Um. So okay. So we could. Do so I guess the intro here is we watched. Uh, fuck. What was it called? We watched White Hot. White Hot. Yeah. Yeah. This documentary about Abercrombie and Fitch mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. We've been putting it off for at least three episodes. Yeah. So I guess we're just going to review or, or talk about what we found interesting with the documentary. Uh, you want to kick it off? Yeah, sure. I mean, overall, I, overall, it was all right. Uh, it was really like social justice warrior-y. And I guess just going into it, uh, I, I just expected 
I was just more so I you know shopped at Hollister, Abercrombie and Fish, like you know every high schooler did, junior high kid did. It kind of faded away. I think my junior year of high school, people like stopped wearing it. It became just like kind of gaudy in a weird way. It's just like, oh, you're still wearing that? Like, come on, we moved on from that. But you know, it, it was it was a big part of the trend, and I thought it would go more. I was just more curious on like their marketing schemes and like how did they get so big? But they focused mostly on like the shitty things that they did. And I kind of thought some of them were obvious. Like, oh yeah, they only have good looking people work there. It's like, oh, I kind of assumed that they did that. It's like a pretty scummy place. Well, the the fact that they got away with that for so long was absurd. I thought I thought everyone knew it. I thought it was just kind of like this is one of those things like, yeah, like Hooters. You know nah, what I mean? I don't know. Because Abercrombie Fitch, like, okay, f- so if you're working, like, uh, outside the store and you're modeling, like, yeah, of course. But, yeah. like, for working inside the store or working, like, you know, doing the uh, stock in the back, like, I would not have guessed that. Yeah, I, I didn't know people were in the back. Uh, but, I-, I mean, obviously, I disagree with it. But I just kind of assume, like, yeah. I can't believe that it. They, they, they did that. Yeah, I can't believe any company in today's age could get away with that. No one uh, could for now. like, and they got away with it for like 10, 10 years, like minimum. Well, yeah, because it was bankrolled by Les Wexner, who got a nice little loan and was gifted some things by Mr. Epstein and Robert Maxwell. You find my uh, my. Uh, and so there's a little connection there. So uh, that once again leads down a really disturbing rabbit hole when that whole entire world, the Les Wexner. Robert Maxwell, Epstein crowd, like, what was their thing? Well, sexualizing children. That was one of the cruel things that they did. And you take a look at Amber Crombie and Fitch, and what did they do? It was just, oh, we're going to advertise and market to teenagers, and we're just going to sexualize the hell out of it because we're the first ones to do it. It hasn't been done to the scale before. So it, it, it was kind of creepy. And then also, oh, too. Yeah. Like and very creepy just with all the guys, mm-hmm. like the CEO, like Michael Jeffries, and then uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, blah, blah, blah. They're always trying to, like, look, photographer guys were always trying to, like, bang the models and oh, stuff. Oh, Bruce Weber. That was the photographer guy yeah. that got accused of, yeah. of several different, like, misconduct things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, all the guys running it were, like, super creepy. Right. Like, like the top couple guys. Mm-hmm. Um. Some of the shirts were ridiculous, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, those were bad. <laughs> like, some of them were just so, like, over the top. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Th- like, were they just, like, were they doing this on purpose? Like, were they trying to push the envelope trying as far to as get, possible? Yeah, I can't. So, the, I, I think the worst part about the hiring thing was that they would, this, the upper management, uh, like, corporate, didn't care about the s- individual store sales. They literally had people send pictures of their employees and... They like if someone wasn't good looking enough, they made him get rid of them. Like that, that to me, wild. Like, okay, it's one thing. Like, if it's you know, if you have like a hunch, like you know, you're like Larry David, and like, huh, I think they're only hiring like good looking people here. But to have that come from like your corporate, it was systematic. Yeah, that's that to me. It's like, how did nobody inside the company like take it to like the Times or like the Wall Street Journal? So like, hey, like right. this is this is really messed up. Right. Like, I always had the assumption, like, they only hire good-looking people. But I've only been to one Amber Crombie and Fitch store. <laughs> it was the Lakeside Mall. Right. And so I was only going to one spot. And I don't know. I just kind of assumed, like, oh, well, this is the most popular. This is the popular, trendy stuff. So all the people want to work here. So they get, you know, the cool, good-looking, popular people. 
in the area because it's a hot job. Like, duh, it makes sense. And that's and that's part in the documentary they went over, like, for the colleges, they would go to some of the fraternities on campus mm-hmm. and, like, get some of the guys from the fr- that they thought were popular on campus yeah. to, to be a brand ambassador, which is crazy. It was crazy. It was coming, as you said, from a corporate level. Like, this was a part of their marketing strategy, not just, like, one individual store is like, oh, you know, we're – you know, some douchey managers, like, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah, and then when that was, I think they, I think I have my notes here, but that was brought as, like, a suit in, uh, I don't have the year. I think it was either 2008, 2011, something like that. And it was brought to court, and they, like, they didn't really get, like, a real punishment, and they never really admitted being wrong. And then they still kept doing it for, like, a couple more years until it, like, resurfaced, and they're like, all right, yeah, now, like, once their sales started declining, that was when they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, now we need to change. Right. It's crazy. Of course. But, again, why it took so long? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why it just took so long to realize, like, oh, there's a bunch of douchebags running this <laughs> shit. Yeah. Did you – so when, when I was in high school and, like, I think junior high is when mm-hmm. those those types of clothes started being popular, like yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch, Aeropostale, Hollister, American Eagle. Yeah. My mom uh, never bought us – Abercrombie and Fitch because I think it was too expensive. Yeah, and so she got us like Aeropostale and then a little bit of Hollister, but like it was mainly Aeropostale because that was like the cheapest of like mm-hmm. the big three, or yeah. so to speak. American Eagle was kind of the middle. Yeah, so sh- we got some of that too. Uh, but like, so you said, did you have some A and F? Oh yeah, were, I, yeah, yeah. yeah I had mostly Hollister, but yeah, I remember getting like an Abercrombie and Fitch T-shirt and it was like fifty bucks. Wow. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that expensive. Yeah, dude, That's their crazy. t-shirts were like 40, 50 bucks. Holy smokes. Yeah. I, a lot of times there were sales, so, you know, you can get them for 20, but of course oh, they okay. were like two years ago. But like the nice ones were, were like 50 bucks for a shirt. And uh, <laughs> looking at it now, I think of like nice shirts are like my Tommy Bahama shirts. Very colorful. Got a cool saying on the back. And they're like $30. <laughs> and it's insane to think like... This Tommy Bahama with all these colors, it's a good brand. It, it's it's nice. It's good material. It's quality. Was twenty dollars cheaper than a fucking kid shirt, right, dude? Do you remember going to the mall as a kid? And like when you were a kid, it was going to the mall. It always sounded like a good idea. Like someone's like, "Hey, like, what do what do you guys want to do today? Like, oh, we could go to the mall. Like, yeah, maybe we can meet some girls or whatever. Like <laughs> when you're in like junior high, yeah. and like not one. We never met girls. Yes. And two, we walked around the store once. And we're like, damn, like, why did we come here? Like, there's nothing here. Right. Yeah, no, we would, uh, you know, we would do Partridge Creek a lot, outdoor mall. So that was super cool. <laughs> I remember <laughs> we would just, like, go to the Taco Bell and walk around. Yeah, so we always we just went, went to the Taco Bell. We always went to the Taco Bell, too. Yeah, and so, and so it's like, why didn't we just go to Taco Bell and then play <laughs> poker at someone's house? But Right. And there were there was a lot, and of course, it was always like, yeah, maybe there'll be, like, chicks there. And not really. It's just a bunch of fucking us goofballs. You the know? most fun I ever had at the mall was when we went one time and we played, like, hide-and-go-seek oh, tag yeah, that's in the, the mall. The best is uh, well, whoever was the last one there. So we had, like, a group chat. Whoever the last one there was... We would always tell them we're in the wrong spot, and they would have to, like, find us. <laughs> and so you wanted to hurry up and get there because if you were the last one, you're like, oh, shit. All right. And then they're, like, giving you clues. Or they're, they're putting you on a wild goose chase. And then you have to play it where you get in their heads. Like, okay, they say they're in Nordstrom's, so I know they're not in Nordstrom's. 
So, ah, I know they're probably over here in Carson's instead. Or, you know, may, let me see if I can like out out clue them. So right. that, that was fun. Or like, oh, they're, they're telling me they're in Nordstrom. So they're really going to be at the uh, Spencer's because you can see inside the Nordstrom. Right. There. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of fun when you were the last one. And then you're in the group you're like, oh, tell him we're here because then he no, just tell him exactly where we're at because then you won't go there. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, the mall, it was funny. It always sounded like a good idea. And most of the time, yeah. everyone's like, man, like after like an hour, I was like, all right, we're ready to go back. Just thinking about like when we first got a car, like what were the things to do? Because you couldn't go out to the bar. Well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't even drink really until after high school, but yeah. Right. But I'm saying like when you're in high school, you can't go to the bar. Oh, right. And so like, what did you do? We went to the mall or we went to like Taco Bell. The fast food places, the Taco yeah, Bell, ta- and Taco Bell was always a mainstay. Oh yeah, because you you go, you get your food or whatever, or snack or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you just sit and talk for like an hour. We would go to the beat ups too, the beat ups on Mound and uh, uh, Hall Road. We'd always go there, and we knew that was always like a spot to go because we could just sit there and talk and eat good wings. Right. We knew the waitresses there. Uh, peop- we'd probably run into someone you know, so that was the that was the spot. But yeah, yeah good times. Uh, and the AMC it? was there, so beat ups and a movie. Want to get beat ups before the movie? Fuck yeah, <laughs> dude, we did that too. <sighs> it was funny. We probably ran into each, into each other at some point before we knew each other. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I had here for my notes. Uh, the music in the documentary was the best part. They had like yeah. the offspring, steal my shuns, sunshine. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, hey, hey! It's like being stone. That yeah. song. I literally wrote that down. The documentary was very like average at best. Yeah, I, I just I kind of lost interest because. I always, there was just like the the as you said, Larry David instinct that this is probably a scummy place. But you know, when you're when you're 14, you just want to fit in, and you know, and so you're just like, fuck it, I'll buy from the scummy store. Like I don't care, it's not my money, it's my parents. <laughs> right, it's crazy how how popular it was, and then I think it was similar to us too, where like junior senior year, like mm-hmm. it wasn't as popular. Right, it was like really quick too. It was what everyone was wearing, and then. Like junior year of high school, it's no, no, no. We're not doing that shit anymore. Right, and uh, it was funny. The thing the guy actually, like Mike Jeffries, got busted for was like six years before he got busted. He did an interview and he's like, "Yeah, like our clothes aren't for for people that don't look good. Our clothes aren't for fat people or whatever he said." And like, <laughs> and then like six years later, someone dug it up and like then they got in trouble. And it was funny that they for so many years like they're like, "You know, we're only making these size clothes. Like we're not making clothes for everyone." And then as soon as their sales took a dive they're like oh yeah now we've got clothes for everyone right also too america's not the most healthy country so you'd think if you made if you were more inclusive with what you offered you didn't just offer to like oh only these people you would sell more like people that was part of the strategy at first right like that's not going to work you can't just sell to you know a small demographic because yeah i mean you have to people are little bit bigger now you need some more larges and extra larges yeah 100 percent. yeah i I was just kind of eh it wasn't great i i I was i was wishing they went more into like the marketing strategies a little bit more it's just every time they started talking about marketing strategies then it's like oh here's the shitty thing they did to asian people it's like yeah that makes sense yeah, well, the, I mean, the marketing was, that was, like, the guerrilla marketing was mm-hmm. getting the guys yeah. uh, outside the front store, having the brown shutters, having, mm-hmm. like, the, the strong uh, cologne smell. Like, yeah. You know, getting brand ambassadors from colleges nearby. Like, that was the marketing. 
Yeah, I mean, it worked for a little bit, but I think people saw through the bullshit after a while. Do yeah. you think so? Like, that's what really was the fault. Like, I don't even, like, do they even have Amber Crumby and Fitch at the mall? I think they still do. I think they actually, I, I think they're a publicly traded company, and I think they, which, you know, what was also the, one of the most interesting parts of the documentary was that they said, like, Abercrombie and Fitch initially was, like, for, like, elite, like, outdoorsmen, like, uh, right. like Roosevelt and yeah. and people of that nature. And then, you know, it, it kind of rebranded once it uh, was purchased by Wexner. Yeah, it was like an Orvis, kind of. Like <laughs> an outdoor, you know, kind of preppier. Um, I wonder now if they've realized, since it's got such a stigma... Because the whole point was it just said Amber Crombie and Fitch. All it had, all it needed was like their logo or their name. Now, since they have such a stigma, do you think they've gone more towards, hey, let's not have our name on everything so people will buy our stuff? Because hmm. since our brand has such a stigma, we don't want to advertise it as much like on our shirt. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't been into one in, yeah. in so many years, but I, that's a good question. I don't know. I'm curious if they've, kind of change that approach yeah yeah because some some companies like uh like forever 21 like they don't have they're not just advertising forever 21 like it's all these mm -hmm. different like cartoons and like funny yeah. sayings and stuff like, like h&m yes i mean that is a strategy for some companies but i think back in the heyday anf was always like the anf logo like right right above your chest there are certain brands that when you wear them you want people to know you're wearing them and there are certain brands that you really don't want people. Well, not that you don't want them but to know. You just don't care. But you just don't, you just don't care. And sometimes maybe you don't want them to know. Like, yeah, the suit's actually H and M. You know, right, because right. because like it's cheap. Or yeah, this is actually this brand. And you're like, oh, it doesn't look like it actually looks good for a cheap brand. That's true. Uh, actually, that's a great point. There's that approach. I bought recently uh, for Black Friday. I got a bunch of golf polos from Amazon. Yeah. And like, I've got other Amazon gear where like. Uh, I have a, a t-shirt where it says like Amazon essentials or whatever, but this one doesn't yeah. say anything. So it's like it, I don't want people to know that I'm wearing like an Amazon golf polo, but right. it was $11 on black Friday. So yeah, I bought, you know, three of them. Yeah. I mean, if they look nice too yeah, and they feel good, they look nice. So like realistically, some of my Nike golf polos, first of all, golf polos, I have a lot, but I like them. And like my Nike golf polo, if it didn't have the swoosh, you, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yes, I know the like sometimes the material is a lot better, but there are some where, like it's pretty cheaply made. You're literally just paying for the logo, and I, you yeah. know what I'm paying for the fit. That's what I'm paying for most of the time. I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna fit, because golf polos I feel like are the most inconsistent when it comes with sizing. Yeah, because you can get some that are way too large, mm -hmm. and you can get others that are kind of tighter. I agree. Right. I've nice. got some golf polos that I I can't wear because they're like, even though they're they're my size, mm -hmm. like they're just too big. Yeah. Look yeah. Like they were given to me as gifts, and right. You know, I didn't have the gift receipt or, or whatever. So. Yeah. No. Like out. Like Walter Hagen medium will be a dress on me, and I like to have to think about maybe getting a small in that, and then Nike, um, a medium's like you know a muscle shirt on me. Right. And then Under Armour's a good medium medium ground but yeah. i like but i like some of the nike styles so oh, that's that yeah under armor runs a little bit tighter nike i notice is long like nike will fit me up here but it's long yeah they're definitely it's like under armor short under armor yeah. short and stocky and that's what i am 
Yeah, I don't really have any other notes from from this documentary. I mean, it was yeah, it was like just, I said, uh, it was very average. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. We'll we'll have to watch the Skinwalker Ranch, obviously. Yeah, we'll do that one uh, next week. Sure, it's a whole series, but it's oh, all, okay. all you need to do is watch the first two episodes and Netflix. You got, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> it's goofy as shit. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I got nothing else, man. Let's do one more look. Yeah, I got all right. Yeah, I got most of this stuff. There's a couple things I'll say for next week, but cool. cool. Yeah, I'll come up with some stuff. <laughs> we'll go from there. Maybe we'll get another sponsor. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, well, yeah, that was episode 12 of Premature Bingo. Thanks for watching, listening, all that good stuff. We'll catch you next time. See ya.